Yo, it's the Rap Radar Podcast. My name is B-Dot. Elliot Wilson. What a week we had, Elliot. <laughs> Every week is special, man. But I saw y'all in Atlanta, man. You was out there getting your revolt on, man. Revolt, you was revolting. <laughs> yeah, I was out there for the Revolt World. Uh, it's not the Revolt Summit. It's Revolt World this year. Um, I had hosted the panel on the greatest rappers of all time. It was called The Great Debate. It was with myself, Trina, uh, Simba, and the homie Rob Markman, and it was a great time, man. I heard, uh, yeah, Simba was out here criticizing Eminem, man. I hate when they don't get a white boy the credit, man. Come on, man. Marshall Mathers, man. Yeah, you know, I think, I believe the Eminem hate that, you know, he's been receiving late is just an internet thing because when Simba made those comments, the whole crowd, it was a packed room, maybe about 500 people or so, everyone, like, gassed and started jeering him. Really? So, I mean, All right. yeah, I think I love it. Now the full video is gonna come out soon, but um, it was it was a great time, man. You know, I love a spirited conversation about hip hop. So yeah, Simba's my guy, but I definitely you know I hate the, the bandwagon of trying to bash him and them and all that type of stuff. But it's funny, like so you basically your list thing that you created years ago cause continues to get the people going, and that literally gave you a platform <laughs> on a revolt stage to bring your madness, your list to the to the forefront for debate. Only in America. <laughs> Wait, did we land on the same thing that Jay-Z is the greatest MC of all time? Did we land on that? Is that the Yeah, we did. Answer? Yeah, that was the, you know, it's funny. It was almost unanimous, but Trina threw a curveball and had someone else as her number one. Uh-oh. Who'd she have? She had Missy Elliott. Oh, wow. I saw Tierra uh, Wack was big enough, Missy, too. So, Missy, yeah. Props. So, it, it was, again, it was a great conversation. I had a great time in Revolt. Met a lot of people, a lot of Rap Radar fans out there. I'll so they mess, we, we still hot out there in the streets? We still hot? Yeah, they still fuck with us, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you don't fuck with Drake, though? What was Drake on this list, man? Speaking of one of the big ones out there, man. What does what Drake fit on this list? Everyone had their individual list, but I think I had Drake at, like, number six or seven or something like that. I got to check. But everyone had him on their list at some point. Okay. What do you think of Drake's new song, man? I heard uh, Lenard, I got Charlamagne, doesn't like it, man. Look at... Drake and Charlamagne. Charlamagne trying to take the heat off me now. He's going back at it with Drake again. A little beef. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's not really for me. I couldn't really connect with it. I think it's okay. But um, I don't know if that's going to make the final cut for the dogs. But I'm looking forward to the album um, as a whole. So I'm not going to. Slamming you out? You don't you're not, you're not into the slamming you out? You're not into that? Well, it's cool. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm not the biggest uh, proponent of R&B Drake, and he knows that. You know, I like it when Drake goes in on the, my timestamp records, um, you know, when he's popping his shit, like Middle of the Ocean. Though That's my the version of Drake I like. But I do like re- records like Jungle. That's like my favorite version of that R&B chamber yeah. that he has. But I'm looking forward to the album. It's always an event when Drake drops. So it sounds like you might have stirred Charlamagne up in that group chat y'all be on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be on that group chat. A lot of group chat. You're on that group chat. You're on the group chat. Tell him it's a rap. Hit the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, a lot of people was fucking with the episode, man. And uh, they also loving uh, the Tizo touchdown when I was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. shout out Tizo. Tizo was a good one for us, man. I thought he said something real cool. Like you saw he was, uh, he was, he said the people in the comments and his IG, he was sending the, the link to the interview. He was so proud of it. I appreciate that, man. I was, that was a different level of promo, man. Shout out to him and his, uh, his manager. Yeah, man. That was great. It's funny. Everyone keeps having the same question. Like, how does he sleep with his hair? You know, like, <laughs> his nails in the hair. How does he do it? Nails in the hair. Yeah, I'm like, yo, man, he does what he has to do. But, you know, I think it's funny. You can't judge a, a rapper by his appearance, I guess, because, yeah. you know, at first when you see him, it's like, oh, my gosh, who is this pinhead looking guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. then when you listen to him he's like really articulate thoughtful and like he's like we said previously he's the studio of the game so yeah it's definitely a cool juxtaposition yeah the thing is not a character you expect him to be some type of character but he's actually a real sincere person and explain knows how to explain himself and very articulate and tells very you know very earnest and like smart and you know definitely was impressed by him and the hard thing was we did the real one right that we did a back-to-back we we taped that the same day as uh today's episode man yeah, it was a special episode for 38 Special, man. You know, he showed love to the underground and the overground, man. <laughs> Look at the range, man. T's on touchdown, the 38 Special, man. They didn't think it could be done, man. Look at the reach. Yeah, 38 Special, he's been doing this thing for a long time. Um, I've, I got hip to him maybe about 2011, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, he's probably one of the most prolific artists out in the game. He releases albums, like, <laughs> almost every other month, give or take, if he's not rapping himself or producing. So he's um yeah. he's earning stripes and now he has his new album with Conway the Machine. 
Yeah, special was a special machinery. Spe- special machinery. Special machinery. I like that title. That title is very smart. Yeah, I didn't know special went back to like Greenland and discovered it, man. Back to like XXL days, he started rapping and stuff, but he, he continues to grow and gets better, man. Like you said, I mean, I think that like when we did like Ransom, I felt like, yeah, we're going to do special one day. And like, he obviously he wanted to be on the program for a long time, but I feel like finally the timing was right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, timing is everything. And, you know, I saw him at SOBs a couple months back and, you know, it's like, yo, you know, we got to do some real, you know, <laughs> trust, trust. I'm like, yo, you know, when the timing is right, we are going to get to, it. you know, he dropped an album early this year. But, you know, with us uh, having a great conversation with Conway, I think it's only right that we talk to him now. Finally. Finally, man, for the hardcore fans, man. 38 Special, man. Like we said, we cover all, we call all, all sides of the culture, man. Do the old underground, mainstream. Yeah, I mean, it's only right, man. We got range, kid. Except <laughs> except female MCs, man. We can't get Sexy Red on the pro. I see y'all feel doubling down the IG Live beat out, man. We need Sexy Red on here, man. Come on, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> this time, the producers in your ears, we're producers in my ears right now. Uh, we have to change the topic here. And on that note, man, get ready. Tap in 38 Special. 38 Special. Trust, man. Trust me, they got the best podcast out here, man. Trust. 100 Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. My name is B-Dot. B-Dot, what's up, baby? You got to trust the process. Oh, man. It's finally time. <laughs> yes, sir. 38 Special, the Rap Radar Podcast. Let's go, man. Feels like it's been a long time coming, Special. It's definitely been a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Happy to have you here, man. I'm happy to be here, man. Word up. But Word. It's, it's for a, a good occasion because we have this new album. Definitely. Special Machinery, You and Conway the Machine. Great title. <laughs> That's what did you guys title. come up with the title? Yo, shout out to my boy Jordan Commander, man. He like handled all of my internal stuff for the label. He, that was his idea. Oh, mm. dope. Okay. Yeah, shout out to the team. Yeah, shout out to the team. When, when did you realize that you and Conway need to lock in for a full album? Yo, to be honest with you, man, me and Khan been working for a while and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it was time for us to lock back in. Mm. It was a minute ago back in like, i say probably like over 10 years ago, we was out in Atlanta and recorded a bunch of songs and I ended up losing the computer that them songs was in. Oh. We had, yeah, seriously. We already had about 10 songs and shit. We was locked in for a little minute and I always knew we had to revisit and shit. We always, you know what I mean? So... That was that about. We got back together and put that together. What happened to the computer? Long story, man. Moving around a lot, oh, man. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you remember any of the bars? Not one bar, man. Not for real? Yeah, that'd be crazy because when I record, I don't really like take the music with me to mm. memorize it. I keep it in the computer so it stay new. Mm. You know wow. what I'm saying? Damn. And you don't write the bars down, so all off the Yeah, zone. basically. Yeah. But the album debuted at number one on iTunes too, right? Definitely. Shout out to the fans and the supporters. How meaningful was that for you? That was fire. That was my first time number one on iTunes and mm. shit. You know, I was number two last year with seven <laughs> shots. You know what I'm saying? We number one now. We plan on staying there. You okay. know what I'm saying? But you've done a lot of collaborative projects. Like, what do you think is the secret? Like, when you get with like a fellow spitter, like, what's what's the what's the secret to making the a secret is work? this, man. Listen to all the producers out there. Y'all never gonna get what I get out the rappers because. The rapper know that it's 38 Special behind the bars that's re- that's recorded. Ooh, okay, mm-hmm. produced by 38 Special, the special yeah, machinery. Yeah, so you got to realize when I'm sitting in locking in with a rapper, he know I'm nice. Mm. These rappers know I'm nice. So they coming with their best, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So whenever I sit and I collab with a rapper, y'all could expect them to bring their shit. You know what I'm saying? Did you and Conway record together? Because I know you did Son of G-Rap with Coogee Rap. So what happened with this project is that I had locked in with Con and had him record all his verses except one, the last joint that he sent, mm-hmm. which is the title track. So I was sitting on all those Conway verses. And there was actually the different beats. We recorded this like four years ago. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't sure how this album was going to turn out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went in, revisited it. You know what I'm saying? It reproduced everything, you know, and uh, here we go. Mm. So then you yeah. sent it to him and he was just like, oh, you killed hell, it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> shit. So he kind of trusts you, so it's more like you leading the whole process of, of this Definitely. Project. I curated the whole project, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The whole sound of it. Like I said, when he recorded, he recorded verses and it was all over different beats at the time. So, yeah. you know, actually the intro to the track, we wasn't even going back and forth. I mm. cut up one of his verses and then wrote in between it oh, wow. and made it connect. I suppose you a scientist, Yeah, man. I'm like a scientist. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, in fact, though. Because it, it feels like you was in the booth back and forth. It felt like we was back and yeah, forth, but man. 
and I had to get creative with it, you know what I'm saying? So I actually chopped up his verse and then I just wrote in between and connected like a puzzle. Mm. Yeah, that's why that's special to me. And you've done albums with Conway now and Benny the Butcher. Shout out to Ben. Definitely, like, you know, the whole upstate movement, you know what I'm saying? Me and Ben started off a while ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Hell yeah, stabbed and shot. Me and Ben got part two still on the way, y'all. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You've been asking for that, though. Yeah, and that's still on the way. They seen special machinery and they think I forgot <laughs> about stabbed and shot. Nah, that's coming. <laughs> okay. That, that's something special for y'all. Trust me, y'all gonna appreciate that when it comes. Are there similarities or differences working with Conway and Benny? It's similarities and it's differences. See, you know, with, 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 with Ben, me and Ben, I say, got more of a chemistry. We step in, we kind of like one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it's like, you know, our chemistry is like, we've been working together so, so, so much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That our chemistry is a little mm. more like one person when we get together. Mm. You know what I mean? Me and Conway, we just got like a dope ass, you know, dope ass recording formula and mm. shit. You know can, what I'm saying? Can you speak to that foundation with Benny for people that may not know? Like how you signed him and then before kind of the Griselda thing really took yeah. off? Well, yeah, back in um, probably 2014, yeah. when I was first starting the trust movement, I signed a bunch of talent from the area, the people that was the best in the area. Upstate. upstate. Yeah, and, I, and I, up there, you know, I, I kind of like had that area, you know, in a smash. And me and Ben, prior to that, already had a relationship from me recording out of DJ Shea studio. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I told Ben it just made sense that he, you know, joined the team. Mm -hmm. And then we just started, you know, we just formed and started putting music together. You know, during that point of time, we were just doing it pure out of passion. I really ain't understand the business side of things. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it wasn't really too much of a way to monetize off of it. So I kind of like, you know, would, would, would be inconsistent mm -hmm. due to having to provide in other ways. So mm -hmm. with that, you know, I, Ben, he always kept working regardless mm -hmm. of whatever situation it was. And I credit him for that. And, you know, that that's how he, he was able to, you know, take off when he got with the Griselda movement because he yeah. never stopped working, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then I came back like, yo, I'm ready to work. And then that's when we did Stabbed and Shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I never stopped working from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know like from 2020 to 2022, you didn't put nothing out, but then Facts. came back 2022, Facts. I feel like you hit your career arc right there. Like it's yeah, just, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy and shit. I did take a little break during that little COVID <laughs> shit. You know, year 2020, I put out like 14 albums and shit that mm. I actually produced and wow. rapped on and shit. So, you know, after that, I, you know, I took a little break and then I came back with, with seven shots and, yeah. and um, you know, people responded to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, what do you think it was about that project that really kind of took you to another level? Um, I think it was timing. Mm. climate of music and uh actual me really displaying my lyrical ability mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it was able to really be displayed during that climate of music you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and now people really see like you know like i was like the underdog underrated yeah, yeah. you know, like, you know <laughs> now they see like oh shit you know this guy might be better than everybody <laughs> but, but that still bugs me out because i feel like we, i grew up in an era where it's like the, as the rappers got older they kind of fell off right now it seems like guys get sharper the bars yeah that's crazy that's really what it is man and i see that with myself you know what it is is just come more experience more 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 understanding of yourself learning how to actually express yourself more when you're young you still learning yourself you know what i'm saying so we get sharper as we get older with the kind of music that we make mm. Because the kind of music that we make is for grown folks. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. So, you know, that's what we do. When I take little breaks, I take little breaks to live life, to gain content, come back in. You know what I'm saying? Because we're speaking from real life experiences. You know what I'm saying? You ain't really taking no breaks this year because this is your second album. That's a fact. <laughs> this is the second Gunsmoke. album this Gunsmoke. year. Gunsmoke. Yeah, shout out to Gunsmoke. That Gunsmoke man. intro. Yeah, that's my shit right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you of Gunsmoke. Yo, I, I love Gunsmoke, man. It, it was like a um, surprise project for me. I just hopped in the studio and just recorded it like in a couple days and, and put it out. And um, I got good responses for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very proud. I'm proud of every project that I put out. Mm. You know, I, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm giving a piece of my life in every project. So, it's, you know, you could get to know me more and more. You know, every project that, you know, you, I put out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know you're really proud of this independence. Like, even on the intro 
of uh, special machinery. You said independence is a true reward. That's a fact. And, you know, and I read that uh, you made over a million bucks independently in less than a year. That's what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> easy, man. Easy, be that. Hey, man. <laughs> independent is, is 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 the way to go, man. I realize it, man. Ain't nothing like freedom. Mm. Mm. You know, a person can't give me no amount of money to take away my freedom. Mm. You know, it ain't even about me how much money I make, you know, that's all relative. It's about me being able to actually do whatever I want to do when I want to do it and be able to support myself. But how did you do it? How are you able to maintain this lifestyle through independence? Actually just finding out who I'm talking to Mm. and completely providing them. Mm. I provide a service to a certain demographic and I just feed them. It took me a while to figure out who they was. Mm. Mm. See, that was the problem. I was rapping for everybody at first because I like all music. Mm. So if I heard this music from this, you know, area, and I was vibing to it, I would rap on those kind of beats. If I heard it from over here, I would rap just because I could. Mm. But that don't mean that's what I was supposed to do. Mm. See, I had to figure out what service I was providing, narrow in, and just completely provide that service. Mm. And then you know that's how I was able to establish myself. You know, when people come to me, they know what they're going to get, as opposed to me just doing everything. You know what I'm saying? So once I narrowed in and realized who I'm aiming for and learned how to get to them, Mm. that's all I did. And then they took care of me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What do you consider that sound? Does that sound like an East Coast hardcore underground sound? It's more, it's a mixture. It's definitely East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Lyrical with a mixture of pain Mm. and, 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 and just believability mm. you know what i'm saying authenticity, authenticity. yeah you know so they you know like for my fans that's been following me you know they see me go you know deal with life mm. so you know with me dealing with life you know and still able to recover you know they look for me for guidance like you know and that's what i'm here for mm. like you know so that's why i make the grown music you know what i mean yeah talk yeah. about dealing with life on one of your standout tracks venting right you say you mm. like you like you lost a lot dealing with this business, having to right. sell your jewelry back Facts. to your friends and things like that. Facts. Can you talk about that journey and that struggle? That's that street shit. Like, you know, some shit that happens in the streets. Like, you know, we 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 run around in the streets. We acquire things that's never really all the way ours. Mm. Like, when we in the streets, everything that we have can be taken away from us. Mm. I'm a person that, you know, been outside for a while and experienced a lot. <laughs> right. So, you know, the venting track... It's just a testimony of, you know, me going through things and overcoming it. You know what I'm saying? That seems to be like the signature signature songs. Like you have Venting, Venting 2. Is it going to be a Venting 3? Venting 3 is coming. Oh, mm. man. Because, you know, life keep life in. Yeah. You right? know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, it's those things you get over brother it. problems. <laughs> yeah, I got different kind of problems now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But definitely Venting 3 coming, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But what's going on upstate, man? Between you, Griselda, Stove God Cook, Shea Noir, it feels like upstate is really having this movement, this movement, this moment at the same time. Like, yeah, man, it's just dude, man. You know, we we some rapping motherfuckers, man. Yeah, like we rap. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying, and bring the best out of each other and shit. And um, you know, we just stay true to that shit. And like I said, you know, it's just providing that service. We the ones you got to come to for it now. Mm. You know, mm. isn't that crazy? Because we grew up like all oh, about the boroughs, right? Like, was was that competitive to you coming you up? No, that was competitive, man. The boroughs thought we had cows and horses up there. Rochester, <laughs> <laughs> New York. They yeah. thought we had cows and horses and shit. You know, which is understandable because when you hop on them expressways and you look over and you think this is what these other cities look like, yeah. Not knowing these other cities is crazy as fuck, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just happy we able to get a chance to tell our story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't realize it goes all the way back to uh, fellow Rochester native Green Lantern, right? Like, That's 08, a fact. 09? I'm still a double right. XL. Like, you was doing it then? Yeah, yeah, back then. I used to carry green crates in the club. Wow. See, this how it started Shout with me. Shout out Green. Shout out to Green. Like, Green heard a beat I made at 16 years old and was like, a 16-year-old made that beat? I need to meet him. He got mm. a great ear. He got a great ear. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, shout out to Green, man. I came up watching Green and shit. I picked up a lot of little production tips from him and just, like, creative tips from him and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how to start a project and finish a project, you know, yeah. to make it have that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, shout out to Green Lantern. 
You've been doing this for a long time. I saw you tweeted once. You said you started rapping at seven, producing at fifteen. Facts. And I started selling crack at eleven. D- this is a fact. <laughs> this is. A well, you fact. rapping at seven? You remember your first round? Yeah, my first rhyme, man. My first rhyme and shit. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I done spit it before, man. I, I, on a, on another joint, I ain't gonna spit it again because it's kind of dated and shit. <laughs> Shout out to my older brother and shit. He was the one that you know helped me scribe it. I used to look up the older bro. Yeah. And uh, R.I.P. and shit. The older bro. You know, what I'm saying, Lover Boy. But Lover mm-hmm. Boy helped me write my first rap at seven years old. Me wanting to be like Big Bro. From then on, it stuck with me. That was my form of getting attention. Mm. You know, what I'm saying they mm. used to they used to actually stop the class in second grade and be like, Yo, listen, if y'all t- kids used to ask the teacher, Yo, could you let them rap? Mm. She like, If y'all oh, be wow. good, so y'all be good. Yeah. I get up there, rock shit. You mm. know. Second grade shit. Second grade. But yeah. your dad was a DJ too, though, right? Yes, he was and shit. So I grew up. You know, around records, digging crates and shit. Pops was a DJ. That's another thing I took in. Pops was a Pops was a DJ, but it was his side hustle. You know, he went to work every day, but on the weekends, mm. he was always booked, like booked six months in van. So oh, I wow. used to watch him, oh, wow. you know, have his dates. Sometimes he'd bring me and my bro with him to his gigs and shit. Let my bro, if it's a younger crowd, hold it down and mm. shit. You know, he kind of running us to be DJs and shit. Mm. But, you know, I took the music shit somewhere else. Right. Right. So that was kind of like your foundation, your dad just exposing you to all these different styles of music? Yeah, well, just it was really my brother, oh, brother. with okay. the writing. My pops just had a place that we could go and cultivate it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But producing at 15, like when did that come about? Shout out to my homie DC, man. I started out me going to different studios. Back in the days, the older drug dealers knew I was talented. They would pay for studio time and have me come there. And I would teach them how to like count their balls. Mm. and how to format a song. Wow. And during me doing that, I got introduced to the MPC. Mm. And uh, you know, I started making beats on it at like 15, and I still make beats on that machine to this day. Mm. The same one? Not the same one, more mm. upgraded version, okay, but, I'm, but, a, but I'm an MPC your, guy. That's your weapon mm. of choice. <laughs> that's my weapon of choice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I started young with that shit. I started young. I always had the talent, but it was a passion thing. It wasn't like nothing about no Money just was passion, mm. you know what I'm saying? And and no way to ex- really exploit the talent because mm. we so far from anything with opportunity. Right. We five, six hours away from a big city, so it don't matter how nice you is, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you use it to get out of trouble because I read that you was on house arrest. I definitely was. At 15, that's when you started really. That's when I started. That's when I learned how to actually, like, play with keys and orchestrate notes. That was before the MPC, you know, at, fi- at about 14, 15, when they had me in the house for like five months on house arrest. Oh my gosh. I had a keyboard, and then I, used, I that's when I started figuring out what notes and what sounds go with what, and how to orchestrate sounds. Mm. I learned sequencing when I got my hands on an MPC, but I already was familiar with chords and mm. sounds. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I was 16 and Green Lantern heard a beat I made, he was blown away. Mm. Facts. It's way more advanced than. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what what producers were you like looking up to? Definitely Primo. Mm. You know, shout out to Primo. Um, back then and shit, man. I was uh, just Blaze, Kanye, yeah. Bink. Definitely. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was always a Bink fan and shit. Um, you know, Dre from the Chronic era, man. You know. Yeah. I just love good music, man. <laughs> yeah. I just love good music. I heard a rumor that you and Binker are doing something together, too. Definitely, man. We got some music in the stash, man. Me, Bink, and Ransom. We got oh, some shit. music in the stash. Yeah. You yeah. heard that might be uh, Kevin Durant related? Yeah, man. KD, man. <laughs> you heard KD. the same rumor, huh? Yeah, <laughs> man. KD been wearing his executive hat, man. You know, the KD Kevin... got an ear, though. I was going to say, is man. there a bigger 38 Special fan than Kevin Durant out here, man? It yeah. might not be a bigger one. Yeah, he fuck with me hard, man. He <laughs> know good music. See, he got a good ear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a real good ear. It surprised me how, how, how you know, how in tune he is. Mm. When did your first connect? Shit, man, sometime after I dropped seven shots, but he was already a fan. Ran had told me. Mm-hmm. Ran had told me because they was talking in the end. He was like, yo, KD fucking with you hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, word. And then, uh, so he knew Ransom first. Yeah, I, I guess 
I don't, I don't, I don't know how, how. Yeah, he was already talking to Rand. He was already in touch with Rand. Yeah, and uh, I guess he, you know, Rand told me like, you know, some fuck with you heavy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how that shit started. You know, shout out to my boy Ransom. Mm. Yeah, but it might be a business thing where you guys figure out how to. Yeah, you partner know, up and make something special for the culture. Definitely, you know, we put some plays together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Shout out to, shout out to KD, Unc, and my boy Vito, that whole team over there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And another basketball player, LeBron James. Shout out to LeBron. He James, might be number man. two. If Kevin Durant's yeah. number one. LeBron's number two. <laughs> yeah, that's fire, right? That's <laughs> started that right there. Yeah, that's that's kind of fire, man. Right? Yeah. Shout out to LeBron James, man. He yeah, he just he. I don't know if he just got got put on or something during that because he it was one week he posted me four times on the story four times <laughs> he was going crazy wow he posted me like four times whip like, listen yeah, to the joints he was in a whip he was working out I'm like yeah you know he was in a whip a couple times mm. <laughs> the last time he had to he 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 spit word for word yeah he's off the seven shots again and it's crazy because he spit something from 2019 wow wow. So that video y'all see of LeBron rapping my shit, that's a song that came out in 2019 with me and Fred DeGaul, a song called Empty Plates. Y'all go get that. That lets y'all know what's it called that again? Empty Plates. Empty Plates. So, so that lets y'all know, you know, stay true to your shit. See, mm-hmm. I, I, it don't follow trends. Mm-hmm. Good music, I, like I said, I made that four years ago mm-hmm. prior to LeBron rapping it. It's good music, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that just show, you know, just because a song ain't get heard yet or ain't take off doesn't mean that it ain't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when it get to the, when a person hear it and it's good music, they're going to appreciate it. So it's just about yeah. keeping good, making good music. All right. Have you connected with LeBron yet? Nah, I ain't connect Still? with LeBron yet, oh, man. man. You know, I'm a catching, though. <laughs> I'm a catching and shit. LeBron, holla at me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But back to the substance element, mm-hmm. I feel like you, you're still not afraid to be, like, not critical of kind of the state of things, right? Like, outside of what you guys do, the spit is like, there's not enough of a balance, I guess, you feel, in the culture right now. Of course. You know what I mean? I, I, I love all music. I know that music, you know, is all about mood, and I don't feel the same way all day sometimes i might want to feel like going to the club and i need somebody to provide that service mm. i might be with my lady and i want somebody to provide my ser- that service yeah so you got to realize like i love all music i just know the service that i provide mm. yeah you also provide a lot of great advice man you're the reason why ransom came out of retirement shout <laughs> out <laughs> ransom that's what he yeah. told us hey man i'm a ha- I, 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 that's the truth man mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it only took it only took one conversation, though. Mm. It wasn't like one conversation, Ransom was back a hundred miles per hour. But what made you put that bug in his ear though? Because he was too good of a rapper not to be putting out music. And mm. I knew why he wasn't putting out music because I went through those same type of, you know, you kind of get frustrated with the way that this industry was, mm. especially not being able to monetize off your talent so mm-hmm. that'll discourage you so i had to spread the word that yo it was ways we could monetize just off doing what we do mm. you know and there was a few guys you know like fred the godson r.i.p you know i yeah. put him into the movement you know and we was gathering to get things together and it's just like sharing information i see a guy that's dope he don't know something mm-hmm. it don't take away nothing from me sure. to be able to be like you know this is what's going on out here now once somebody get the information, if they hungry, they gonna do what they supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Rand did did what he supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. When do you think that shift happened as far as music goes? Like the sound of music being able to monetize it the way you... The shift started to happen when it started to get more noticeable on our side when the Griselda movement came. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that helped me like get away from the streets like because i seen it was people from our area that was able to get noticed Mm. which was a first time and um you know so that's when the shift started to change for you know for 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 me Mm. noticing that it could be done Mm. you know what i'm saying and that was encouraging like okay you know so after that, I just had to realize. I just, it took me a little trial and error to find out a, a formula to 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 make it, you know, beneficial. Because mm. at one point, I remember when I got 
tapped into you. He was on Invasion Radio. Right. He's putting out the mixtapes. Right. He had like a little buzz, at least virally right. on you know on the blogs and stuff like that. Then you right. kind of went back to jail, right? Definitely. Like, how discouraging was that moment? Do you feel like it just stalled your momentum? Of course. Like when I came home from jail, music changed. Mm. Nobody cared about lyricism no more. Mm-hmm. Before I went in, you remember I was on the spot with Young Chris and shit. That's why I first got tapped yeah. in. You remember that? Yeah. And I was <laughs> dumping and I, it was, I had balls. When I came back, nobody cared about balls no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, you know, clubbing. Mm-hmm. That's where the discouraging part came in. Because it's like, okay, now if you want some recognition, nobody don't care about nobody, how nice you is no more. Mm-hmm. It's about how much money you got or, 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 or you know, other things. Mm-hmm. You know, then social media came in and it was about content and all of this <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it just started taking away from the lyrical, lyrical ability and talent more and more. And then once I seen that people was appreciating talent again, the door started opening. Like, okay, I might have a shot. Mm. I think all of that changed once you know people start realizing like. You know, a lot of those like big battles help too, like Pusha T, Drake, and mm. you know shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it made motherfuckers point. be like, "Oh, okay, yeah. right, gotta know how to rap, right?" Yeah. You want to hear what he has to say yeah, about wanna, this person? You want to yeah. hear some some yeah. some 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 lyrics and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, "Oh, okay," you know, and that started helping with the shift as well. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now I see kids, man. I was riding with eight and nine year olds the other day, and they was listening to Tupac. Hit them up. Wow! Wow! Word for word, saying it word for word, <laughs> though. And I realized that's what I was saying around that age. So I'm like, yo, okay. Mm. They starting to, you know, want to hear lyrics again, mm. which is, you know, a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, I think that's funny about this record. You don't look at the lyricism aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like you get into the beef and the dissing, but it's really the cleverness of the bars also right. that's the key element to winning a battle or anything that goes on. You see, you see, even with the with the. With the battles online with the kids, like yep. same things. Definitely. Talk about your brand, though, man. The TCF. Trust come first trust. is the movement, man. Trust. The chosen few. The chosen few was how it started, man. Okay. And then you know, shout out to my boy Rock La Familia, my cuz, man. We came up with a bunch of uh, acronyms and shit for TCF, <laughs> and he said trust come first, and that shit stuck. Ooh, that's you right. heard? And you know, I've been screaming trust for over ten years now, man. And um, you scream trust after every goddamn verse. After man. every verse, I gotta <laughs> let it be known. It's just it's about the brand, man. Right. You know, I, hey, man, and they screaming it when they see me. They know, they know, like you know, what I'm saying it. And uh, yeah, man, it's a strong movement. It's starting to, you know, just grow by the day, grow by the day. Man. So you gonna bring us some trust hoodies and stuff? Nah, next time I got y'all, y'all gotta get me some sizes, man. Get y'all right, for real. But when you say trust, you like you have emphasis behind it. Like, is there more to it than just an acronym? Like, you know, man, it mean a lot, man. You know, that's what. Mind you, you know, man, that shit is the foundation for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then not just that though, it's 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 like a lot for a person. That, it says a lot about a person's character that's mm. able to scream trust for 10, 12 years, mm. and nobody question it. Right. Mm. That says a lot. You understand? That means everybody that I came across has some sort of level of trust for me. Mm. Or you know, mm. that's that's an honorable person. Mm. You know, so I like to stand on that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. Yeah, you can't be yelling trust if you're a if dishonorable you, person. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. You know. Talk about your your background in Rochester, right? You said that you had to move out of your city, you know, because you get the most hate from there on Sal's oh, Pizza. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. It's Do you feel sh- like it's still like that now? Uh, I think for every rapper, you better get the fuck away from them places that you grew up in before they kill you. Mm. You heard? This ain't no if ands or buts about it, especially if you had any ties to the streets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, me, I'm just happy to be alive, man. I had several attempts on my shit. You know what I'm saying? That's documented. Y'all back home know what time it is. And um, I'm happy to just be away from all that shit. And, and, and you know, that shit is, ain't nothing pretty about that street shit. Mm. You know, I that's why I give y'all both sides. That's why I make songs like venting and things of that nature. I motivate y'all to get y'all money, but I also motivate y'all to get the fuck from out of the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were really deep in the streets because like, I'm listening to like Eye on the Money. You say you were rated at 14 years old. Yeah, I caught my first sale charge at 14 years old. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, yeah, I've been in juvenile system since a kid. So, you know, I experienced it. You know, being incarcerated as a child mm-hmm. and as an adult, 
you know that's why i'm real proud of the lifestyle that i live now mm. of being able to really like be all the way legit mm. i take pride in that because right. where i come from mm. you know what i'm saying right. it's not normal <laughs> yeah i saw some of you saying that once you realized you could make money just the music you had to give everything else up. You don't want you want to be greedy or felt like it was going to go negative if you tried to keep everything. Yeah, that was a fact. Once I started to be able to pay my bills off of music, I didn't want to do nothing else. I mm -hmm. felt like if I was doing anything else, it would be, be being greedy. I knew all the shit that I wanted, I would eventually get. I got everything I wanted at one point in time from the streets and lost it all. Mm -hmm. You heard? By the time I made a transition, I had to make a transition and like I had to make a decision to try to go and get everything back or just say, fuck it, mm -hmm. count my blessings. Mm -hmm. I decided to say fuck it and count my blessings. Uh, gave gave my all and my same, you know, hustle to my passion, and I end up getting everything back tenfold. Mm -hmm. When do you feel like things started to click for you? Things started to click for me once I uh, after stabbed and shot and son of G rap. Mm -hmm. After those two projects, I was able to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. That was it. I said, oh shit, projects pay my bills. I'm putting out six next year. <laughs> the year after that, I put out 14. The wholesale. I wasn't playing. Once I realized, I said, I put out two projects one year and then it was paying my bills. Mm. That following year, I put out five. Year after that, I put out 14. <laughs> I ain't playing, you know. <laughs> and at first, you sounded what, direct to consumer, like on a website at a certain price? Yeah, point at, first, at first, I was, uh, you know, direct to consumer and shit, you know. Then I started partnering up with different distributors on the, on the physical side, physical meaning like vinyl and CDs and things of that nature. I always had, you know, my digital partners and shit, whether it be, you know, E1, Empire, or, you know, Orchard or whoever, mm -hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying? But, uh, yeah, that's what it's about, man. Once I realized this shit is about, this shit is about building catalog mm. for you rappers out there. It's about building fans. Mm. You know, you don't need a million of them. Building a few of them that fuck with you and keep feeding them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Keep yeah. feeding them, man. That's it. Every time you put out a project, it's an asset. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And you just keep stacking those, man. Keep stacking those. So do you feel like you kind of know your fan base, like this core group and how to mobilize them? Or I how know them exactly. Mm -hmm. When I go in the booth, I know exactly who I'm talking for to the point I don't even care about everybody else. Wow. I know I know. I don't mm -hmm. make music for everybody. Yeah. I know I make music for... If for you suffering. get them, you get them, I guess. It's like, if they come, they come. Yeah. They just going to come if they come. But the person I make music for, I know exactly who I'm making music for when I step in the booth and that's the only person I care about. Mm -hmm. So like, they don't even advise me to make these records or these records because... I make music for those people and those people take care of me. And they looking for me when they want to hear the shit I provide. So I'm not going to do what the other people provide. That's like, you know, you I don't you don't go to KFC looking for burgers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So fact, y'all you know every time you pick up a special, you know what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Trust. Or I remember I saw you perform at SOBs. Shout a couple out, months man. ago. Shout out, you was in there, I was man. there, I was in, in the car. Yeah. I forget that what about December, was. about in December. Yeah, I heard December. that joint was sold out. It was it, chunky in it there. It was definitely <laughs> packed, man. It was crazy. Man, that was a movie. It was a was in the cut. You was, was, was in the cut. That's there. fire, B. That's fire. I'm glad you was in the building, man. So you get to see me get busy. See how the people respond to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See how my, my people respond to me, man. And you know, when it's a diverse crowd, you know, like mm -hmm. I done been on different tours with different artists and shit. The people that was in there was like, it's really from like the streets and shit. Like yeah. I, you see a lot of like mm. real ones. Criminal real ones is in the criminal building. activity. I saw people. a couple ladies too. There was a few there ladies. You there you go. Yo, thanks for highlighting that. <laughs> they, they don't know females coming right? to the thank, show. Thanks for thank you for highlighting they that. Were there. Yeah. there must have been some nice looking ladies. Yeah, B. different kind. You know, yeah. you know, we bring out the different kind of ladies that like the different kind of men that take care of their business <laughs> and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was your favorite moment for that show? It's, it's Honestly, the crazy part is that it was when I seen an Asian lady saying my joint word for word, and I passed her the microphone, and she sung along. Wow, <laughs> it blew my mind out. That's dope. Yeah, you have such a diverse catalog. Is it hard narrowing down a set list for you? Hell yeah, hard all the time, man. They be telling me, why you ain't do this? I came just to hear this song. <laughs> that shit be hard as hell, man. I put out a lot of music, man. You know, so I try to switch it up. A city, stay with the main joints, but it's hard. Do you go back and listen to your old stuff? Yeah, from time to time. From time to time. I got certain songs that I always listen to from out the catalog. But from when I'm on a road trip, I might breeze through the catalog. Mm. 
Yeah. Are there certain core group like three to five songs that's essential for every set list that you definitely have to perform? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Empty Plates is one of that shit LeBron was spitting. That's Mm -hmm. one of them. I be having to do that and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple of them on there that I I have to do. Sunday School. Sunday School. You heard? That's a must. I acting like I ain't kill everybody on Sunday school, man. That was my, uh, respectfully? You know, respectfully, man. Y'all know that, man. Like, damn, man. Come on, man. I was verse of the decade, man. Y'all can still talk about that shit, man. Come on, man. You remember when you came up with that verse? Yeah, man. I, ma- I-, I made that verse after, right, believe it or not, I, I recorded 10 songs that night. Mm. Damn. And then Benny sent me that verse. I'm like, Damn. What I'm going to do to this? Because he rapped for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I knew that this project was going to be a big project for Brian. I said, I'm about to smoke this shit. Because mm. I knew people was going to hear me. And so I smoked it, sent it to him. He was like, yeah, you smoked that shit. I'm waiting for Kiss to say. I'm like, oh, Kiss about to hop on it? He mm-hmm. was like, I said, man, I don't care who about to hop on it. They ain't going <laughs> to do, they ain't gonna be able to do what I did. <laughs> I think you and Ransom at some point got to do Last Gas. Mm. On in person, got to, yeah, got yeah, to. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that, Rand. You heard that? Yeah. <laughs> the people want to see us do that. Got you guys dr- Rand for- don't like to leave the house. Yeah, Rand ain't with that. Yeah, I shit. see him on vacation all the time these yeah. days now. Rand stays on vacation, yeah, man. Stay out the country, man. Yeah, that's a fact. Mm. Mm-hmm. We saying rap, rap life is good for these independent guys. Man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Rand's you, it's like come on, come out of America. I'll, I'll sit with you. I'm like, <laughs> word. That's how we doing it. Facts. But yeah, you and Ran, like Ellie was about to uh, allude to, y'all haven't done that project yeah, yet. Yeah, I thought so. you had a full project. Maybe yeah. I'm just imagining it. Hasn't nah, it's coming. It's coming and shit. We, 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 we putting that together. It's definitely coming. And it's going to fuck y'all up. Mm. There's no combo like me and him. We so rap like a motherfucker. Randolph and Mortimer? Yeah, Randolph <laughs> and Mortimer. <laughs> I know the fans are also on your head top, man, because that 1996 tape, where, where is that at? Yo, it's coming. I'm going to end the year with it, man, on the okay. low. Oh, oh, that's no. the one at the end of the year. It's the last one for the year. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy those 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 tapes where you're just jacking these other people's beats. and Yeah, that should be fun, man. Yeah. That should be fun. Matter of fact, you did inbox me after I dropped. Like, yo, you, you was fucking with yeah, that. Yeah, you had one line. You was like, stop wearing it. was 36 millimeter wide. <laughs> yeah. <that> fu- <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, I respect that beat out. You've been supporting for a minute, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The time had to be right, you know, we finally get to sit down. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm just glad, you know, y'all, y'all see the work being put in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you put out two projects this year, but, you know, we had a setback a couple months back with your, with your brother passing, Lover Boy. Definitely. You know, he lost his life to gun violence. How did that affect you and the family? Man, that shit was something that was very, that was like very, very hard to deal with and shit, man. You know, when you never know how much you love something until it's not there. Mm. We take for granted people and shit. We think they're going to be there forever. That fucked me up because, like, you know, that was like my first best friend. That's my right. big bro. That's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And uh, at the end of the day, though, I know what he wanted me to do. So I'm just staying, staying focused and shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, staying focused. But it was definitely hard, and it's still hard. Right, and some unbelievable shit like losing a sibling is. I like, like I, I lost my mother a couple years prior to that, mm-hmm. and that was one of the hardest things I ever had to deal with. I didn't think anything would be harder than that. Losing my brother was actually harder than that mm-hmm. because that's a person that you deal with every day that's the person that you deal with the loss of right when shit happened when shit happened that's tragic yeah you got them certain people you call right away mm-hmm. somebody die something is as some people start dwindling and shit mm. you know it gets a little it gets very hard to deal with right right yeah how proud was he of your success he was proud as hell it was crazy because he seen you know uh me you know doing my thing like right before I, he seen seven shots come out matter okay. you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. seven shots came out he seen kd fucking with it and shit and you know i shouted him out on one of them interviews and shit <laughs> and he was on a block playing that shit on a loudspeaker <laughs> <laughs> you heard like, nah, that was it that's crazy that was dope though you right. know so yeah hell yeah he was proud very mm-hmm. proud of little bro I know you have your daughter too, and she has to be your biggest fan. Biggest fan, man. She keep asking to come to the concerts. I gotta wait till I'm at like some type of kid friendly venue and shit. And I be telling her one of these days, you can't come in these places with me. Be like, no. 
But uh, yeah, she my biggest fan, man. You know that shit. Them skits interludes like West Side Guns, daughter, man. Word up, <laughs> word up. I, I got her playing instruments and shit, though. She gonna, okay. she gonna, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. You know, I got all the kids is musically inclined. Y'all gotta do something in here. Yeah, I'm like Joe Jackson. Y'all, y'all gotta do something. Like, you know, like so, Shaq. Shaq said his kids gotta earn it. Yeah, real earn shit. It. Real <laughs> shit. So yeah, you know, we getting busy. Expect some family music coming soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Back to this album, man. Fireplace, man. You decided to just go solo on that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed to get some balls off. It was a couple joints. Like, the joint before that, I wasn't on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's why I was like, yeah, let me just give him a, you know, a nice verse and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're not on the, the one with Farrell. You're not on that I'm one. I'm not either. on that one either. How am I going to verse on that one, man? I ain't want the song to be too long, man. It's like, once the, once I start getting in it after like three minutes and shit, it's <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to, it's like, it might be a little too long and shit, you know, yeah. three people, three minutes, for nah, we... You know what I'm saying? Plus, they did what they had to do on there. And you got another Queens rap on uh, on the album, Lloyd Banks. Shout out to Banks, man. Yeah, Banks yeah that's the homie. That yeah, that's the homie, man. Banks Banks was one of the first ones to support me, too, back when, you know, motherfuckers ain't really knowing shit. He shouted me out on Twitter like, you know, I was one of his favorites and shit, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And shout out to Banks. You know, the ecosystem is dope because it's like, you might catch him on your project. You might catch Banks, you on Banks' project. It's like, you guys mm-hmm. are... You know, he's showing each other camaraderie. Definitely, definitely. Expect some more of that too. Mm-hmm. Facts. I was on Yayo last year too, though, man. Shout out to Yayo Shout too. Out Yayo. Yeah. yeah, man. Is it someone that you want to work with? Who's on your bucket list? I feel like you're checking off a lot of boxes so yeah, far. Yeah, checking off a lot of boxes. I got a few guys that y'all gonna be surprised to hear me with on my next solo coming out top of next year. Mm. But it's a few guys that I still want to work with. You know what I mean? I got to do something with Nas. Mm. I would like to do some shit with Jay Z. Me too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, Hove, just pull me in the studio with you. I'm telling you, my nigga, I'm gonna bring back that '90s vibe. You're yeah. gonna think like, oh man, you know, bring that '90s vibe yeah. back, man. You know. So yeah, about Hove and Nas is the two rappers I probably would like to do records with. Mm. You know, singers I would love to do something with Mary and Ronald Isley. Okay. You know. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. As far as production goes, you want to just work with anybody, or are you selective with that as well? I want to work with the people that I grew up listening to, or people that's dope. Okay, you got to be dope, you know. Or if I grew up listening to you and you had some type of impact on my shit, come on, we could sit down. I fuck with you. Mm. You know, I'm producing a couple shits for some niggas that y'all gonna be surprised that, that that's gonna sound great <laughs> you know how do you feel about that give away a beat that you know is dope you don't hear yourself on it you give it away to someone else like what's, what's yeah so when i'm producer back i'll just wear my producer hat and shit when mm-hmm. i put my rapper hat back on i'll be mad as a bitch that i gave away <laughs> them shits right i'll be like what the fuck but when i'm wearing my producer hat i'm just trying to make the best shit and just yeah. uh, here you go uh. And I'd be like, damn, I don't believe I gave that one away sometimes. Oh, so when you make the beat, you're not thinking of yourself as the artist at all. I'm just, making, just, a making, a I'm beat. just making a beat, making a beat be the best that it could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, but a few times I wish that I would have kept some shit for myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like on Gra- Graf's album, All of Words, I was like, it's 38 on this? Oh, this is just... All production. All production. All production. Hell yeah. Shout out to Graf and yeah. shit. You know, yeah. we working on another one too. You know what I'm saying? So hell yeah. Me and Vado got an album coming too. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah Shout yeah. out to Vado. Yeah, if you in New York and come from this East Coast and shit, y'all, you know, you should holler at me and shit, man. You know, I got some <laughs> things figured out, man. You know, you should holler at me. You know how to rap and you sitting at home and shit. You should holler at me and shit, man. We probably could make some money and shit, you know. Trust. 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 You buy yourself another bike? <laughs> yeah, man. You love them bikes? Yeah, I took a little break, though, man. Too many motherfuckers was falling off them shits and getting killed and shit. I got a little scared. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't rolling in about a year. Motorcycles? Motorcycles, yeah. yeah. I ain't rolling in about a year, man, but I'm about to start back, man. That shit is calling me. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love them shits. I ain't gonna lie. Word. Well, you love it's a little dangerous, though? Yeah, it's a lot dangerous. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I can't buy nothing, man. Hell yeah. You right. had to chill off? Yeah, to I had chill? to fall back from them shits a little bit. Shout out to all my bikers, though. You know, y'all be safe on them roads, man. <laughs>
There's no safety with this mach special machinery, though, Ooh. man. Ain't nobody safe. Yeah, ain't nobody safe. Special machinery out right now, man. Yes. Fucking shit up. We sitting comfortable at number one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> comfy. Comfy, comfy at shit. One. Street music. Street music. Good, good street music. Facts. Do you feel like you guys like in your own league, like your own league of, of spitters? Like, Hell like, yeah. Like, if you putting the playlist together, like these are the essential guys? I completely feel like that. These are the essential guys you got to have in a playlist if you like want to hear they have, The people that may not be familiar, the, um, the novices out there that don't know. See, now you're going to have niggas mad at me and shit because <laughs> I ain't mentioned their name. So, you know, me personally, I'm just speaking on my playlist. You got to have some 38 Special Trust in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes, that, 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 that includes Shaynor, Ransom, you know what I'm saying? Got to have you some Griselda in there, some Ben and Khan, definitely. If you want to hear lyrics, um, definitely my boy Banks is rapping still at an all-time high. Yeah, and um, shit is starting to get blurry. Now. <laughs> wow. You got Chain Wall. Yeah, she part of the Trust Movement. Okay, I already got a uh, shit. Damn, y'all gotta forgive me out there. Yeah. Everybody that I produced the album with, y'all, y'all, yeah. part of the Trust Movement. I ain't gotta mm. say y'all names. Y'all part of the Trust Movement. So you know, everybody that I produced the album with. Yeah. Is in my playlist as well, you know. And um, I really don't listen to too many niggas, man. I, yeah. You know, it's people that know how to rap, but as of right now, in the last two years, it ain't too many people that made my playlist. Mm. And that's just for me to be. I think fair. I saw you bigged up uh, La Russell and um, I like finesse two times. I like both of them. Yeah, mm. I like finesse. I love both of them. I haven't really dug into their catalog, mm. but every time I come across them, I like what I see. Catches your I eye. like what I hear. Yeah, I like the way that they doing what they doing. Mm. Yeah, fact. Dope. We like what you're doing, thirty eight man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yes, How do you sir. stay sharp as a lyricist, man? How do you? What's, what's the key? I listen to those those greats. I listen to that shit from the nineties and early two thousands. I really, you know, and that's it. Like, and um, people that know how to rap rap now. Mm. So that keep your pen sharp, man. I'm around spitters. Yeah. Ain't no slacking. <laughs> Word up. Ain't no slacking that we finally did this, brother. Thank you, man. man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Yeah, you first know, we're gonna many. do this again. Absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna do this again, man. I'm gonna need one of them car rides from you too, man. I'll pull you in one of them might, toys and might circle be, around Rochester might streets. Be, might be you, man. Something bulletproof. Oh no, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You heard? Or you might have to do you ran Bank and KD or something. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Super bowling out. That so that's like special. Plan, Trust. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Trust, man. Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, Mike Urban. Visual director, Josh Perez. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellenswag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.